0: the things I'm doing now will impact me in 10 years. And yes. that's a good thing and a bad thing, but I like it because it's like, I don't work for me to blow tomorrow. Yeah. I, I kind of just plan that in 10 years time, I'll see the fruits of what I'm doing.
1: Hey! Hi. Okay guys. <laughs> welcome back to the ceo table podcast of chris milan this is your place for personal development and self-growth and this week we are back with adesi from (laughs) 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 from the navigate series hello hi
0: introduce yourself Um, my name is adesi or adesola we are literally just talking about names (laughs) and um, i made a series online called the navigate series i work in tv development Um, which i found really exciting (laughs) so i just come up with ideas for tv shows and i'm currently writing some scripts
1: as well oh my god that's so exciting okay so we're just gonna like get into a conversation this week is going to be a little less um structured in terms of like tips and tricks and stuff (laughs) we're just gonna talk about your journey what you've been up to what your plans are and also the navigate series because i found that really interesting and i can relate to literally everything on there (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna talk about adulting and growing up and all of that how old are you I'm I 23,
0: miss. I had to think about that, I'm <laughs> 23,
1: yeah. Okay, cool, and you went, you finished uni in? I graduated
0: from uni in 2018, mm-hmm. I went to Warwick, studied English. Did literature. you? I did, oh, a <laughs> Warwick girl. Oh my god, yeah. okay,
1: okay, I was just there like two weeks ago for like really? a panel talk that they were doing, for the, the thing called like, the Black Women's Project. So I know Black Women's Project. Really? Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah it was, it's a really cute community. It is,
1: it is, I really like being there, and after that I thought, oh, maybe I should go to uni. <laughs> But, you know, we're not there yet. Okay, so what did you study at Warwick?
0: Um, English literature. Absolutely hated it. Okay. But do you know what? <laughs> I went to Warwick for Warwick. I didn't go for the degree. Do you know what? Yeah. So I was there. I was enjoying my life. like, And then I had to do lectures. And I was so <laughs> confused as to why they were expecting me to read <laughs> books and stuff. So
1: now but I got to learn?
0: <laughs> literally.
1: I was so confused. Mm.
0: But I only had like eight contact hours a week. So I was just oh, doing my own stuff yeah. in my free time.
1: How would you describe the university experience? Um, you know what?
0: I feel like my experience is different to a lot of people. Cause when I talk about Warwick, it's like I have rose tinted glasses. Like it was like <laughs> the best time of my life. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what? I was like, yeah. But um, I had so much fun. Yeah. I think it's cause I made some cool friends
1: and we just vibed and it was just good vibes. Like, yeah. That's really refreshing to hear. Cause mm. when most people like if I ask people that question, they they just give me that look like that death stare like <laughs> girl <laughs> you dodged a bullet. Mm. So that's really interesting. What oh, do you that? think made it a pretty good experience? Do you know what? I just think
0: I think I went there with the mindset of like, you know what, this I'm gonna live my best life. Mm-hmm. I'm at uni, let me enjoy. Yeah. And that's literally what I did. And I think it was just I saw a lot of opportunities of things where the uni could give you like free money and Obviously,
1: free money is always
0: good free money or things to start your own stuff and yeah. just having such a supportive environment of people like oh my gosh you can do this I'm like yeah I can do it I've got people that actually <laughs> like me I'm so happy so, yeah yeah I will always rave about work.
1: that's good I like that Thank I like you. hearing that it's refreshing so since you left what's it been like
0: Um, since I left so I left in 2018 yeah and then I actually went straight into work so okay. it was a bit of a like, shock. Shock. like, I had to, I had to book annual leave for my graduation. That's oh. when I realized I was growing. Ah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> literally, so cheek. I was just like, wow, is this, is this what it means? Yeah. But yeah, so I went straight into work and um, I worked at a startup, and it was just like, I was slapped in the face by a
1: ton of bricks, to be honest. Oh my God, let's talk about this for a second. Okay, so I also started, well, I started working last year, my first like full time thing. And the slap that life gives you <laughs> when you start working is just like, Okay, what? It's the
0: fact that I felt like my body was just tired. All the, yes. I didn't know how to, like, it was the commute. I'd get on the train. I'd be fighting to get on the train. I'd get on the tube. i am fighting to get on the tube. i get to the office. I'm like, why am I sweating? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I'll get home, and all I wanted to do was sleep. I was like, this isn't what I thought my life would be like.
1: That is exactly the realisation I had. Like, it's so weird because you spend so long in education, and then all you're doing is fighting to get on the train. <laughs> Honestly. To type on your screen For eight hours And it's just like Bro This cannot be What I went to school for This is not what I studied for At all
0: This It ain't it It ain't it At all Like I just think You know what When I was in uni My idea of growing up Was going to brunch Oh my god Yes <laughs> <laughs> Because everyone who I saw that graduated on their Instagram, they'll just be doing like bottomless brunches. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what? When I'm a graduate, that's my life. Graduation vibe. 100%. So then when I was realising that you had to work to earn the money to, to do the brunch. brunch.
1: Nah, mate. I'm not on it. Oh I'm my not God. a fan. No. At all. No. So how did you manage to like get into the swing of things? Because you've been working for two years now? A uh, year
0: and a half? i say a year and a year half. year and a half. How did I get in the swing of things? I think it was just... It's one of those adjustments that your body just naturally kind mm-hmm. of starts to do. It's like when, I remember starting secondary school and I was tired when I used to come home. Think, did, did, did you not? Did you
1: not remember? I remember starting now year seven. I'm just seven, wondering, 9 to 3 p.m. used to kill me? Like, sorry? <laughs> I wish. Honestly. I wish I could be me now. I remember starting year seven and go to bed literally like
0: 8 p.m. I was like, oh my gosh, my body hurts. Like, what a
1: day. From just walking to different classes and
0: I thought my life was over. So I think it just took time for my body to get adjusted. Yeah. And I think also just like building a routine and prioritizing yeah. and actively like blocking out my days, knowing that I have to do this at work. Then when I get home, I'm doing this yes. or on the way to work. Like every section of my time is like, it's kind of precious because mm-hmm. I have things that I do outside of work. Exactly. So it's very, um, how do I describe it? I can't be going with the flow anymore oh my
1: god do you know what this was the episode last week really this is exactly what I was talking about I was saying like how to balance a 9 to 5 with your side hustle and I was saying that you can't be winging it anymore like your time is so precious Mm -hmm. if you sit on your bed when you get home that's it. It's you're, game you, over. You're done you're, for the night.
0: Honestly, you have to be so intentional. Mm-hmm. And I just realised, like, I think for me, it started with, because my commute, I live outside of London, my commute into London is pretty long. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can't just waste that hour. No, I think it's about nearly two hours. So that, that yeah. <laughs> <Don't>, let's, <laughs> let's not stress. Okay. Just, my head will be hot if I think about it. But, <laughs> but I can't waste that time, because that's time out of my day. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay, what... Well, Am I going to type on the train or if there's no seats on the train, if I have to stand the whole day, yeah. what podcast am I gonna listen to while I was working on this or something? So it's just very I don't know, I just have to be have to be grown up.
1: That's the thing. <laughs> so you said that you went straight from uni into work. Yeah. I know a lot of people talk about after uni they have that culture shock where they find it difficult finding a grad job. Yeah. Why was that process so seamless for Seemless. you? Do you know what it was? It's cause um, <coughs> I did
0: like an internship. Would I call it internship? Yeah, I did like an internship for the the boss at the place that I was working at before. And then like during exam season, she just asked me, are you employed or do you have a job? I was like, no, I'm not employed. <laughs> She's like, mm-hmm. do you want one? I was like, yeah. Oh uh, my God, that's then, so sick. Yeah, so I did a little application for it and then I got it and then I worked there. But then when I left there, I was unemployed for about six months. Mm-hmm. beginning of last year, I was unemployed. And that was a hard time. The initial, the first like three months was like, oh my gosh, I'm out, I'm happy, freedom. Yeah. But after that, I was like, oh my gosh, where's my money? What am I going to <laughs> it do? starts to run out, doesn't it? It starts to run out. And then when like, because I live at home, my family, my parents would go to work and my sister was at uni, so
1: I'd just be home. I Waiting for be- them to come back? Watching the postman.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I was like, so I'm sitting on my bed, I'm applying for jobs, but no one's replying to my emails. So yeah. what's happening here? And then I was just looking at my friends on Instagram. I was just like, you guys have money, <laughs> you guys have happiness, <laughs> and I'm in my house, can you? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think sometimes it's so easy to get in a rut where you just think that you will never be employed mm-hmm. or that no one ever wants you. Yeah. And um, I just had to learn that it's like it's okay, take it one step at a
1: time. Yeah, things work out. What tips do you have for people like currently in the job hunting process? Oh, mate. Make it sound nice.
0: I'm getting flashbacks. Do you know what it is? I think you need to be just as intentional with job hunting as you were, as if you were working. Mm -hmm. So don't get in a rut of sleeping in all the time and staying at home and being miserable, if that makes sense. Yeah. I started going to the library and applying for jobs there. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like- Dedication. (laughs) I didn't didn't even go to a library in my town. I would get on the train as if I was going somewhere to- (laughs) these ways i'm moving my life and And actually physically get on the train to go to a different library yeah to actively like just make it feel like i was doing something with myself and i feel like all the jobs i ended up getting were things that i didn't like all the ones that i spent loads of time applying for they never even responded to me and just things that i never expected that ended up turning up working out and that was also the time that I started, like, the Navigate series when I was unemployed. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, I just used the time to create what I wanted to create without boundaries of a workplace. Exactly.
1: Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So now that we started talking about the Navigate series, Ooh. tell me more. The very beginning. The idea. The, the execution. Beginning. The very beginning. Okay. Um, oh, explain what it is also so uh, people yeah, know what we're it's talking true. about. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah
0: so the navigate series is just a series about adulting about navigating adulthood um it started because um i graduated and i felt like i was hit in the face by a ton of bricks (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's the perfect way to describe what that culture shock is but Mm -hmm. i felt like that was the experience i had and i was just like every time i met up with my friends like everyone like after graduation, everyone's always asking me, like, oh my gosh, how's work, how's this, how's that? And no one talks about what's really happening. Mm -hmm. So inside, I felt like I was the only person who was struggling. And then when I'd admit that I was struggling, other people would start to admit they were struggling. So I was like, oh my gosh, there's a whole community of people who don't know what they're doing with their lives. Mm -hmm. Let's have a conversation about it. So the series is essentially just like, it's six episodes where we just talk about different things that affect you as you're adulting. So we talk about, moving back home after like living in uni mm-hmm. or applying for grad jobs or relationships or I can't even remember the other, the other episodes. I can't remember what we were talking about, like, relationships and like side hustles and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was just fun. I just used it as an opportunity to explore like creativity with like shooting and editing and interviewing and doing all that kind of stuff. Cause I wanted to create a project that people would enjoy or would help someone. Yeah. And yeah, but now we're, um, actually hosting some events
1: i saw tell us more
0: um so i'm collaborating with this um institution called the institution of contemporary arts Mm -hmm. and they're based in central london and um i'm doing a residency there so they just want to help do like support navigate so we're gonna host our first event that's amazing
1: oh my my god (laughs)
0: So, um, yeah, I'm hosting an event called Navigating Adulting the Digital Age. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be on April 4th, okay. but we'll see if Corona's <laughs> trying to affect it.
1: I can't lie. Yeah, it's a bit sticky right now. Yeah,
0: it's meant to be on April 4th, but we'll see if Corona's trying to affect it. But either way, it will be happening this year. Mm-hmm. And we're just talking about how growing up with social media or how the lives that we've lived in the time we've lived has affected the way we see adulthood. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm also going to be making season two, In the summer. Exciting. Stay tuned. It's going to be bigger, better, and hopefully more fun. Wow.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm going to take a few steps back. So you start the series, Mm. and now you're being supported by... Mm. The ICA. The ICA. Mm -hmm. How did you go from just starting it to getting such an amazing opportunity? Hmm. Okay. With starting it, do you know what? I was really intentional. I can't
0: even lie. I
1: love it. You've said intentional so many times in the last... How long? We met about... 20 minutes ago really and she said intentional so many times and I'm loving because that's like my word of season mm. so keep going okay so um, I've made
0: projects in the past mm-hmm. and I usually am the only person that shoots and edits and does everything but this time I was like if I'm not working I have to make work that doesn't look like I made it at uni
1: yep. <laughs> so I was yep. like
0: if I'm an adult, let me make adult work. <laughs> so um, I was very intentional with like how I planned every episode and how it looked, and like I had mood boards, I wrote cool sheets, I wrote everything. It was like very specific. Even though it was only me like making it, quote yeah. unquote, I had to act like there was a whole production team with it.
1: See, that's the thing. I feel like when people start things. They kind of say, "Oh, like not that many people are going to see it yet, so let me just do whatever." But if you have as much pride in your work from the very beginning, then the difference it will make is
0: honestly, yeah. And even though, like, I knew it was never going to be perfect, and I knew, like, I even I felt like with me, like, because I I would always pray about it as well in general. Mm -hmm. But I just hoped that if it wasn't everyone that saw it, it was the right people that saw it. Yeah, and that's literally what happened with the series. So like even. Within like the first week of it being dropped, like BBC reached out and said, "Yes, yes, yes. I completely forgot about that." Yes, like, come for an interview. I was like, "Wait, <laughs> it's not, it's only been out for a day and not many people have watched it, and you want to interview me?" Yeah. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I would fight it." But just stuff like that. So people were reaching out to me, mm-hmm. and the thing was, it's like I made a whole, I made a spreadsheet for promotion. Yeah. So in that, I had all these different companies that did production or things that were similar to like um, related to young people and I stalked all of them, found all the email addresses of the PR people Mm -hmm. and like execs and I just spent days, this is when I was unemployed so I had time, (laughs) I spent days emailing everyone sending them like hi I made a web series called Navigate, This check it out, 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 most people ignored me, some people replied and in that we had little conversations in that but I realised that in me trying really hard it didn't necessarily get the response I wanted it people that helped me out were people who'd supported me from the past if that would make sense yeah. so like the ICA came about because <laughs> a girl who used to watch my YouTube channel started working there and they were looking for someone amazing and she was just like oh I know this girl yeah she just made a series yeah you should work with her and then that's literally what's happened that's amazing and I find most of my opportunities come from like previous subscribers that grew up watching my YouTube exactly
1: I was just like, like me i love it let's talk about networking for a second because you just said um how someone people that you knew before people that watch your channel before then grew up started doing things and these opportunities then became available Mm. um in terms of networking how intentional was that process and how much has it impacted what you're doing um I think, I don't know, I don't know if I'm the
0: best person. I feel like my network is, I've gotten, my network is growing, mm-hmm. but I'm not an intentional networker. Okay. So I don't go to networking events and say, hello, my name's Adessi. Oh my God.
1: Thank you. I'd say that all my time, please. <laughs> yes. I can't do
0: networking events. It's yeah. Just, for me personally, I'm just so awkward. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I will meet you. I'll say, oh my God, how are you? This and that. And then we'll just be looking at each other. <laughs> Then they'll be like, okay, I'm going to go over there now. That's exactly
1: how it goes. There's no like real genuine connection there. It's just everyone's like, oh, hi, what'd you do? What's your email? And it's like, whoa, relax, relax. My name is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. So
0: networking events. Networking events are not for me because I just, I also find that people always crowd to like the big person Mm. at the end Mm -hmm. and they ask a stupid question. (laughs) And then it's like, so what was the point? Yeah, 100%. -hmm. So I don't do that because I'm just, I'm very over it. I, mm-hmm. If I go to an event or a panel to see someone speak, I'll see them speak and leave. Like, That's
1: exactly me, like, in and out. You're <laughs> the first person who's ever said that. Do uh, you know what? I do network, but it's definitely not an intentional thing. Like, there's people that I meet, and there's such amazing people that I can't help but speak to them, uh-huh. as we're doing right now. Mm. Um, but it's never a thing where it's like, oh, hey, what'd you do? Let's shoot, let's connect. Because it's just like, the vibe... If the vibe isn't there, honestly, then what's the point? And I feel like a lot of people now, they see more what people can offer them than what who the actual person is. And that's where people go wrong because it's like, that's great that people can offer you things. But you will never really get the most out of it if you can't make a genuine connection with that person. So true. So I completely agree with you. I find that my network has
0: grown in two ways. One, Instagram oh 100 literally i follow people i think are cool and then <laughs> yeah. i start with just a little response to the story like oh my gosh ha-ha, yeah ha-ha. and then i DM you like what well, they're like oh my gosh i love your life let's yeah. be friends yeah but i wouldn't i'm not as pushy as that like, it'll be it'll be in there <laughs> do more- you know what
1: yes i'm gonna point out if you use the line let's be friends please don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't use it's, that. <laughs> the internet the it internet, does things it does things because when i found you i think i found you when you started the Navigate series, yeah, because I remember seeing like the first few posts. I was like, oh my God, this looks so cool. And I think I DM'd you. Okay. But then, well, I think, did I? Yeah, I think yeah, I did DM you. Yeah. Um, but then not much else happened there. And then I think at the time I said, "Oh, I need you on the podcast." Mm. And then <laughs> I don't really know what happened after that. <laughs> but then well, I'm here now. You're here now. That's all that matters.
0: Like, yeah, I think you probably. I think you DM me saying something nice. Yeah. And I was just like, "Oh." Because <laughs> the thing was, I followed you already, so I, I did really, you. Yeah, I followed you already, and I knew who you were. So when you DM was like, "Oh my god, no? I made it, mama. <laughs> well, I made it. So it's just the fact there's like when other pe- people that you respect see something
1: in you, yeah. you're just yeah. like, wow. Yeah, it's nice. Happy. And also I think, even with this whole like networking thing, when you create something that's, not even, when you create something that's worth, that's great, yeah. and people see it, and people want to support, that can also, you can build a bond over that. Amazing. So it's a lot easier when you have something else Going on like in the side, like say you don't really do an extra thing, mm. then it's difficult to meet people on the outside. i are like, oh, what'd you do? And mm. there's not much there. But if you do something specific, you can literally build an audience or build a group of friends that are interested in that thing. And then yeah. from there, you meet people who know people who meet people who know people, and then you just keep going from there.
0: I think that is literally. I think that is definitely the best way. I think people always. Connect based on like common interests. Like, if you yeah. both create content, yeah. And he's like, Oh, I like the stuff you make, you like the stuff I make. Let's let's connect in that. Um, I think, yeah, I just think it feels more genuine mm-hmm. in general. And it makes when people reach out, it seems like, Okay, this is like a genuine thing, I yeah. shouldn't be scared. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Spreads. Yeah, because
1: yeah. even now, I didn't know what to expect to meet you in person, really. Like, I just because. You I see scared? you online I wasn't I don't know what it is I was because you were scared I wasn't scared but I mean, it's just it's like coming out now like isn't it? <laughs> you just never really know if you're gonna get the same vibe in person mm. but I feel like if you genuinely share a common interest it makes it so much easier because you can I mean we could literally just be sitting here like um so the next question is <laughs> but because there's like a genuine shared experiences or shared interests, it mm. just flows a lot easier mm, definitely uh, <laughs> silence. <laughs> okay, so, um, when you started the Navigate series, what were the most difficult parts? Okay. And how did you overcome them?
0: Um, what were the most difficult parts? I think it was a combination of, what was difficult parts? I think there was a difficult part in each stage, so like pre-production, production, yeah. and post-production. Pre-production was just like planning it and actually trying to see a way that it would work because I hadn't seen anything like it before. Yeah. So it was just trying to find references and like get people to all be available on the same day. And cause I was unemployed, I was a bit broke. So it's like <laughs> finding a studio that was reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. Cause initially my plan was to do it in an Airbnb. I was like, yeah, it looks like so cool. Find a cool Airbnb. But then when people heard I wanted to film, they were like, no. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know why I told them to do <laughs> yeah, like, so, this. That was like, your first wrong step. <laughs> I, I caused my own problem. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh lost my train of thought. Um, um, Airbnb. Airbnb, yeah. yeah. So finding a cheap place. So then I found a good studio. Then when it came to production... It was like I knew that I couldn't shoot it because I wanted someone who actually knew what they were doing to shoot it. Mm-hmm. So I found um, a guy called Enoch, really cool. He helped me shoot it, but then it was more like I needed to direct him. Yeah, if that makes sense, which was hard because it's like if I'm presenting and I'm directing, yeah, it's kind of it's it's a balance in that, and it's also just getting everyone in the same place at the same time because as I said, like I didn't have money, so I booked the studio for a certain amount of time. And mm. I had to, I filmed three episodes a day. Yeah. So it was like one group of friends will come in, the next one will come out, the next one will come in. I was like, guys, beat on time. You know, I wrote this mm. time, it's not a joke. <laughs> Actually turn up. Yeah. And that was interesting. And then editing was hard because there was about eight hours of footage that I had to cut into 10 to 16 minute episodes. Yeah which was a lot. I can imagine. (laughs) But it was fun. I had fun watching it. And then I think the hardest part after was just getting people to see it, which I'm still learning about how to do. And also just like, watching it back because sometimes when you produce something you watch it back you're like oh my gosh I'm cringing so much yes and it's like because I then started spotting issues like I felt like those issues with the mics in general I wanted I wanted it to sound clearer it was like we've already filmed it now I don't have money to go to the studio again exactly this is what it is yeah let's put it out the best is what it can be
1: was there any hesitation in terms of like self-belief before putting it out
0: um yeah but then I have friends who just kind of like you know keep going yeah they keep me going they also just kind of was it like they tell it to you straight if that makes sense like you you, you're telling me that you paid all this money to go to a studio to film six episodes of a show that you don't want to release (laughs) I was like yeah they're like nah face the wall like
1: (laughs) turn around time out time
0: out and they're like you're putting it out and we will make it work so Mm um I just learned that because I've been creating content for a while, yeah. I always just put stuff out anyway
1: because it's part of
0: my journey. Exactly. I want people to see the improvement.
1: Exactly. I think that's a highlight. A lot of people want to start things, but they want to start from the very top when it's like, it just doesn't, it doesn't quite work out that way. Mm. Even if you try your very hardest to get it perfect the first time around, 10 episodes later, you're going to look back and be like, what the hell was mm. that even about? Mm-hmm. Um, so when, before releasing it, and with releasing it, getting people to see it, how was that like building, get, basically getting attention get for, with about it online?
0: Um, do you know what? That wasn't, It I found it wasn't that hard to gain traction. Yeah. Because I was really, I'm going to say intentional again. Oh, say it. it. Intentional. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I didn't realize how much I said it until you pointed it out. <laughs> but i was intentional about um putting out instagram stories so i made specific like instagram stories with which had snippets of each episode yeah and you'll have like a little section of someone dancing then the logo will come on and the question will come up and like people would get an insight into what it was it was really well
1: produced like it was when i watched it not that it was jaw-dropping because obviously i didn't know anything about the background but it was that was one of the things that Made it so appealing to me because it was just so well produced. Oh wow! And, you. <laughs> You're welcome. And I think I mean, adulting is something that comes up online a lot. But when it's said in a way which is reshareable or just aesthetically pleasing, you get that. You get that support. Thank you. Oh my
0: gosh, compliments are coming. <laughs> Thank you. You're
1: welcome. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: it was just. So people, as you, like, I think the common thing people say is that they liked the way it looked or mm-hmm. they liked the colors. Yeah. So they wanted to share it. Yeah. So when I dropped it on Twitter and then shared it on my Instagram stories, people who never spoke to me were like, oh my gosh, give it to me, let me share it. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, So I think just making shareable little bite-sized things was what made people yeah. aware of it. But I felt the the drop was kind of getting that translation from Instagram to YouTube. Yes which is is techie.
1: It is. I think when it comes to social media and like starting something on there, you have to realise that with audience behaviour, someone's on Instagram, Mm -hmm. they want to stay on Instagram. They're not trying to leave. If someone's on YouTube, they want to stay on YouTube, they're not trying to leave. So get like going between the two, it's difficult to actually get people Mm -hmm. to move over. How did you overcome that?
0: How did I overcome it? I don't know. It was just, you know what? I made a big deal of the premiere night. Yeah. Of, the, of the day so I was like 7pm I don't remember what the date was I was like this date so everyone was like oh my gosh this time it's happening it's mm-hmm. happening and then I did a YouTube premiere it's like YouTube you know you can like premiere yeah yeah and then YouTube does it's own little countdown so it made it feel <laughs> like an event I was like oh my gosh so we all watched it all my friends like when I was at uni I was on like the ACS and we mastered the art of like social media promotion yeah. and harassing people to watch <laughs> something. Yeah. So it was just like, I made a group chat with everyone who was in the video and I gave them all content. I was like, you have to share it at this time. Yeah. You have to show your friends and they have to see it. Mm-hmm. So then their friends were sharing it and then yeah. their friends and then it- It just translated. grows. Yeah. I
1: love that. I I'm so like, I really like how you went about it in the sense that you didn't know how it was going to do, but- because you put so much pride into it and you literally worked on it as if it was something that was happening for years, it it paid off. Mm-hmm. I love you. that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
0: You're making okay. it sound a lot better. Do you know
1: what? <laughs> it is. It, I think the thing is like, when you do things, you never realize it. But me hearing this now, like the call sheet, how you organize everything by time, I'm just like, whoa, like, I need to get my shit together. This bitch is organized. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's literally, it was literally, you know, Those ones that I
0: didn't know it was a cool sheet at the time. It's (laughs) only when I started working in TV, I was like, oh, so So this this is what what I I did. (laughs) Okay.
1: That's really cool. Okay. So now with adulting in general Mm. and your experiences, Mm -hmm. let's talk about that for a bit. What exactly? What exactly? Okay. So transitioning from uni to Mm. adulthood, the parts that you like, the parts that you hate, just have a rant. Go for it. Okay transitioning from uni to adulthood um
0: what do i like i like having money Mo- i said money money i ha- like how i like having a salary money like having yeah. a salary because at uni i was broke yeah i can't lie yeah. i had like a job for three days i was like yeah i can't do this <laughs> <laughs> so i like having money mm-hmm. i like um seeing my friends grow in life yeah and seeing them hit different like stages and like relationships are no longer like jokes anymore. Oh my God, yes.
1: Like, this is some
0: real business. <laughs> when I see my friends, I'm just like, you guys could get engaged and it
1: wouldn't be weird. That's the thing. Like, you could get pregnant. Well, you couldn't really get pregnant, but you could get pregnant and be like, well, you're not really a teenager anymore. Honestly. Now it's like, like we're supposed to be planning baby showers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's so true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like,
0: I like seeing my friends like grow up. It, make, it makes me like happy and feel like proud of them. Mm-hmm. What else do I like doing? i am saying all the goods, and then I'll say the bad. Yeah. Um, what else do I like? I like going f- to restaurants. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I love... Brunching. Brunching. <laughs> I realised that graduating made me like a foodie. Like, I just love trying different... Like, yeah. is the best place to find, like, a dish that you want to try and go somewhere. So I, I'm always the person who'd be like, oh, let's go to this place, let's do that. Yeah. But that also means money's leaving my bank account. Exactly. Techie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, what else do I like? I like the fact that um, I can, the things I'm doing now will impact me in 10 years. And yes. That's a good thing and a bad thing, but I like it because it's like, I don't work for me to blow tomorrow. Yeah. I, I kind of just plan that in 10 years' time, I'll see the fruits of what I'm doing now.
1: I love that. I love that. Okay, we're going to pause on that one for a second mm. because I love the fact that you said that, especially in a time where everyone right now, I guess. Rightly so we're in like a vira- virality age where mm. social media is just like you wanna blow up tomorrow and then suddenly you're on the BBC doing interviews and on the cover of Vogue or whatever. <laughs> but when you actually sit and think about it, we're still very, very young in the grand scheme of things. Honestly. And the graft now isn't you won't necessarily see the results tomorrow, mm. but it's just that that daily habit of making sure that everything that you do is intentional. <laughs> You saw the way she looked at me. <laughs> In 10 years, you're going to look back and be like, that was the thing that set this off for me. So I appreciate you saying that. Okay, continue. <laughs>
0: um, so those are all the things I like. <coughs> yeah. What I don't like, I don't like the fact that you have to keep going into work every day. Oh my
1: God, it's ridiculous. Honestly. Like the audacity. So you want me to come back How tomorrow? You and next week? Again? And next month? <laughs> again? And, like, I work from 9.30 till 6 p.m.
0: And then I get home, on average, if I don't go to the gym, like... Oh, I my get, God, you
1: go to the gym, too? Mate, get like, out. See, I'll try, I'll I
0: can't. I go to the gym, but I go to restaurants straight after. <laughs> so, like, I'm cancelling everything out. But I'm trying to build this whole routine yeah. part of my life. So, um, I can't remember what I was saying. If I... Um, the gym? Are oh, you saying oh, the bits that you saying? don't
1: like? You have to go to work every day. Yeah, oh
0: yeah, I have to go to work every day. <laughs> yeah, but you keep calling me back, and I have to keep going there. I don't know because if I, I don't show
1: up, someone asks me if I'm okay. Uh,
0: honestly, like, what was the problem? <laughs> when I was in uni, I had I went in twice a week or three times a week, yeah. and I was like every day from morning till night. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. But it's all right, like, because I kind of like what, no, I do like what I'm doing now. Kind of like. <laughs> no, because I feel yeah. like you always expect to, your, your, your side hustle is like what you really want to do, and then your yeah. job is like, well, like, I could do it. But it's like, I actually like my job, so yeah. it's okay. that's good. Um, yeah, so the fact that I have to go in every day, I think the fact that
1: things cost money, Honestly, it's ridiculous, so I have to keep paying. Mm. I didn't ask to be born, Mm. so please, explain. Who sent me? (laughs) Honestly, like, even just tax, like... It's rude. It's actually
0: rude. Tragic. (laughs) Tragic. And then paying for, well, I don't drive, so paying for trains and stuff, like that's a genuine burning hole that I feel out of my pocket. What else do I not like? I don't like the pressure that we put on ourselves. Yes. And the pressure that comes, so as much as I love seeing my friends win, also the comparison that comes in that, of like, oh wow, so I've chosen to go down a creative route Whereas I know a lot of people who are bankers now or lawyers mm-hmm. and then what they are doing or the lifestyles that they're living is different to yeah. what I can currently do. Yeah, I mean, I'm Warwick alumni, I'm pretty Warwick. sure. You, <laughs> you will just guys. feel insecure, you'll go on LinkedIn and you'll get a notification, you'll say, this has happened, I've been promoted, this has happened, Look <laughs> at me. I'm changing the world, this and that. And
1: then I'll be like,
0: wow. I'm filming in my bedroom. I'm filming in my bedroom. And then people will be like, they'll suggest holiday destinations that are across the world. I'm like, mate, give me 10 years. Let the money come in first. So um, mm. it's just a fact that I, kn- I know that my path is different and that my yeah. financial path will be different. Exactly. Because of that. It will work. It has to work. You've heard it here. <laughs> I have to be. I wasn't made to be broke. I realized I wasn't made for it. I can't. I just can't. I cannot. It's not. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, that's probably what I don't like. And I don't like um the fact that what else do I don't like? I feel like you just feel pressured to be in a relationship as well. That's what i think. Think? Do you know what it is? Like it's not aunties and uncle. I just think it's just a start, it's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be twenty four this year, so, which means I'll be twenty-five next year. Okay. I just expected my life to be a bit different. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> just a bit. A little yeah. bit. I thought I'd be, you know, booed up. <laughs> could be exposing my life but i generally just thought and then because i see like my friends are, who are, seem to be in some form of like you know it seems they're, to be they're on their way to marriage on their way yeah i was just like okay Desi, we need to have a conversation because <laughs> this is
1: not working right now get intentional intent mm-hmm. i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're talking about the pressures for a second of mm-hmm. like growing up and just having our shit together Right, social media, first of all. Mm. It's really nice to see, as you said, see everyone win and just do amazing, be amazing, buying houses, being promoted, brilliant stuff. How do you not play the comparison game? How do I not play the comparison game? Um, I think,
0: for me, I don't, I don't follow a lot of people. If that makes sense, okay. so I don't follow a lot of like big influencers. Yeah, I feel like the biggest person I follow is Patricia Bright, and then that's, that's it. it. Yeah, yeah, because I can't compare myself to people that, like, I just don't know. Their lane is different. Yeah. Um, in regards to comparison on social media and stuff, a lot of the people who are doing big things I admire, they're usually my friends. Yeah, and, and I'm just like, oh, like. I'm happy. Yeah, it's not even the negative happy. Like I'm genuinely happy for you, and if you're in my network, it means that we could both get there. Exactly, you winning, I'm
1: winning. (laughs) I mean, from
0: you, (laughs) literally, because I just feel like you're the people you're surrounded with are reflection of who you are and who you're going to be. Yeah. So um, that's kind of what it's just pretty chill. Like if it's my friends, I realize that their time is now. My time will be a bit later. Exactly.
1: I then. think one of the things I've realised about you is that you're very sure of yourself. Ooh. And I really like it because there's no, like, everything that I'm asking, just like, I know what I'm doing. They know what they're doing. Everybody's good. I'm Ian. They're Ian. Period. <laughs> like, that's it. I really appreciate that. How Were you always like that? Nah. How did the, you get there? The fact you even
0: telling me is like, oh, wow, <laughs> this is beautiful. How'd I get there? Bucket loads. (laughs) Crying. I used to just cry.
1: Yeah. I used to just cry. And then one day I got tired. Do you know what? That's what it is. I think I had the same thing where it was just like for a while I was just like, I wasn't really feeling, I wasn't feeling completely fulfilled. And then after a while it's just like, I actually have no more tears left. Like what now? Like what can I do? I'm over it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly that. Exactly that.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just stopped crying, and I just sucked it up. And I said, this is the journey I'm on, yeah. and I've chosen this journey, mm-hmm. and I have to firm it.
1: <laughs> Was it an intentional thing, like, deciding the journey that you were on, or did you feel like you kind of just, not fell into it, but it more came to you than you went after it?
0: No, I felt like I had to go after it, yeah. because
1: as we like we said, like,
0: I went to Warwick, mm-hmm. and Warwick is very corporate, yeah. and it's very much like, everyone is banking law consulting if yeah. you're not maybe a bit of marketing if you're creative <laughs> maybe a bit of marketing a bit of sauce. A little bit of flavor you know and i had to be intentional to fight against that because it wasn't the norm yeah. and people would say oh you you, you want to go into tv oh that's that's really nice <laughs> they'll <That's laughs> see it so, as if it's a disease that's, <laughs> that's really nice well well done so have you have you done anything not yet oh <laughs> wow you know what Don't worry, I believe in you, and but you'll feel so dejected (laughs) after that conversation. So I had to build that resilience in uni, Mm -hmm. and then um, just knowing when the small victories come, that's when I'm like, okay, like this is working, this is working. I Had to just feel my way around a bit. Okay, yeah. Okay, so what's coming up?
1: What do you have? If you'd like to share, if you feel comfortable sharing, what what's is, in store? What is coming
0: up? So um, this residency that I'm doing with ICA yep. means I'll be hosting events throughout the year.
1: Amazing. Yeah. So
0: um, we're going to do our first one and then there'll be a panel later on and we'll cool. do some videos yeah and then I'm also going into writing like scripts as well so
1: oh yeah tell us more about that you were just saying you were talking about script writing earlier. I forgot to get into it
0: yeah um this is something that I literally st- I initially started it in my final year of uni because I did a module in script write screenwriting mm-hmm. and I was like this is fun yeah and then last year I was on a scheme that kind of teaches you how to write and like I was able to pitch a film it didn't get made but it's okay it'll get made later you pitched it <laughs> I pitched which is what matters. It. Yeah, I pitched it and they yeah. they seem to like it. So they <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they seem to like I was I was close which made it gave me hope to know that exactly. okay I'm not I'm not bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. You're doing something right. I'm doing something right. Yeah. So now um I'm just le- looking to write some a few pilots for T V and trying to see if it can work and pitch the right people.
1: That's amazing. Thank so with you. your career in T V, mm. how did you was your startup in TV as well.
0: No, it started up as a magazine actually.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And then how did you transition into
0: um, so I transitioned through unemployment.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that helps. helps. <laughs> it, it really does. <laughs> um, do you know what it was a weird it was a weird one because mm-hmm. I've been applying for every TV station since first year of uni and yeah. everyone rejected me. That was a good five years, four or five years of rejection. Wow. And that, for me to keep applying, yeah. mate, I, I really must have wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. But um, what actually happened was I made a documentary when I was in third year mm-hmm. called Brotherhood and we had a screening in um, central London and then someone there knew a producer Or, no, she was was a bit more than a producer. She knew uh, someone who ran a production company. And she's like, my friend runs a production company. You should meet her. And then Mm. I met her one day. And um, we had coffee. Coffee and TV is not coffee. Anyone who wants to know, it's an interview. I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Until I got there, I was like... No way! I was sweating. If you know, you know. But now (laughs) anyone who's listening, you know. Now you know. Now you know. (laughs) But Yeah, so we had a chat. (laughs) <laughs> slash coffee and i didn't drink any coffee turns out <laughs> um and i ended up getting like some work experience from there and then the work experience turned into like an internship yeah and then they kind of helped give me insight into how to apply for stuff within the building because okay. there's uh, loads of production companies within the building i'm in and yeah they helped me out and then that's
1: how i got the job that's i am in now so yeah isn't it crazy how like it's always the th- times that you don't expect, and how you never know who's actually watching what oh. you're doing. Cause just like that, it set off a whole different career path for you. Literally, I've just I've come to the
0: conclusion with my career that I won't get in through conventional ways. That's the thing, and I, it's always through the content I make that's yeah. giving me opportunities. Yeah. So I have yeah. to
1: keep making stuff. Exactly. Exactly. I appreciate that because I think I keep saying I appreciate that. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: don't don't be sorry. I'm happy you appreciate <laughs> it. I'm
1: happy. Yeah. No. I think. Um, when it comes to side hustles and stuff like that, especially like in a working environment where you kind of feel like sometimes you have to separate the two, when it's like a lot of the rooms that we're in, it's because of the amount of time and, and effort that we put into the, the side things that are happening rather than you know the main CV, resume bits, because it's like my CV wouldn't be half of what it is without those extra side backs. things, like it just, it, there'd probably just be Sainsbury's on there and that would be it. So true, so true. Like (laughs) work
0: experience, coffee, then internship, Mm -hmm. then new job. Okay, so how's that been? It's been fun. Do you know what it has been? It's been intense Mm -hmm. because usually, no, I went in there thinking that all my ideas are amazing. I was like, yep, I'm talented you guys just watch hashtag diversity. <laughs> like, I was literally there, like, I'm a black girl in a white institution. Let me change the game. Let me flip a table. Uh-huh. And then I get there, and then I was very precious about my ideas because I was like, look, no one has done this. And I picture, they're like, this was done in 2004.
1: I was like, what
0: <laughs> I'll picture another one. They're like, yeah, okay, so where's the real ideas? I was like, hmm. I'm in pain so then I realized I learned very quickly that you have to be generating ideas consistently yeah so before I started my job I probably came up with maybe in total in my life maybe about 30 ideas yeah and then I say for the like six or seven months I've been working there I've come up with over 300
1: wow. <laughs> how is that we're generating ideas full-time like that's what you're being paid to mm. sit and do mm. and then having to do that on the side for your own thing does it help or does it drain you
0: it's a combination. Like, It's definitely given me the ability to come up with stuff and not be attached to it. Mm-hmm. I think initially when you That's create really interesting. stuff... interesting. Okay, keep going, you, keep going. <laughs> keep going. I, want, I, I love this one. I think initially when you create stuff, you're attached to it because you think it's the best thing ever. Yeah. And you're like, this has to work because I came up with it. Mm-hmm. And then you realise that if your job, you're pitching your idea to a board of executives and they're saying no, you have to come up with something else and yeah. it has to be better. And it's like, it pushes you to know that your first idea is not the best idea. Yeah. There could be other things that are so much better. Yeah. And um, it's definitely given me skills to say things. And if it's not good, like, not be offended. Yeah. Just keep it moving.
1: So how has your... 9 to 5, 9 to 6. Mm. Oh, 9 to 6. <laughs> <It's> so true. <laughs> how has it, like, contributed to the qualities that you have for your side thing? Uh-huh. Outside of ideas. Do you... Uh,
0: how has it contribute? Uh, I think it's made me more of a team worker oh my god yes <laughs> i was very because i'm used to doing things by myself yeah i'm like i'm a self-made pet independent, my goodness, well, independent. <laughs> i make i film i edit i do everything myself Now i have to work with people mm-hmm. who have opinions that might not be the same as mine <laughs> <Yeah>. what <laughs> and it's like usually we all think we're team workers until you have to actively like listen and actually think about what people are saying like mm-hmm. oh wow like this is so different to what I would think. Yeah. But we have to work together. Exactly. Exactly. And that's something you have... It's weird because English, you don't do group work or you don't do any, like, yeah. group work together. But because we're in a... My career is very much... We do brainstorms. So one person will throw an idea, another person will throw it, and you have to build on each other. Yeah. And I just had to learn to work with people, which sounds a bit weird. It sounds like I'm one hermit, but I feel like a lot of people... <laughs> who create their own content Mm -hmm. or who do things on social media, they're very independent. They're not used to being with people. Exactly.
1: Did you find the same thing? No, a hundred percent, especially with like self, well, self-employed or doing your own thing. It's just like, you're, you're the idea, you're the editing process, you're the execution process, you're the write up report. And you're just like, this was amazing. I did amazing. (laughs) This was perfect. Couldn't do any better. And then you walk into a room where you have to give that idea to someone who's actually, like a board of executives, as you say, like they're trying to make money from this, and they look at you like, is this what is you this spend? it? <laughs> it makes you like it really makes you not necessarily question yourself, but it pushes you to your limits. Like, I think. When you're on your own, you get very comfortable in your mindsets and what you do, and you do things great. But then when there's someone else challenging you, it's just like, okay, so like let me let me push my limit again and Honestly. again and again. And when you realise how much you you might hate it at the time, you think, oh, like I hate that person. <laughs> but then after a while, it's just like, whoa, like I've changed, I've grown. and like, my ideas are now so much more complex than they used to be. Honestly, you realise that things
0: are so much better when people build on them. Yeah. Well, when the right people build on them. Exactly. Because sometimes it just takes one thought to spare something else to spare something else, and then they bring up things that you would have never seen and yeah. a lot of time it's like people come from such different backgrounds so the first things they graduate gravitate
1: towards is so different to what you would
0: exactly and it's good yeah. well
1: thank you so much for coming on i really enjoyed this thank like you. this is a really good episode i hope you enjoyed it too
0: yeah i hope i hope you enjoyed it. i hope i didn't say anything mad
1: <laughs> i mean you, you probably did but it's okay uh, we can edit it we can we love can edit it, it. it. love um, it but no thank you so much for coming on Taking the time out your day come sit with me but i really did enjoy it so i had fun
0: too it's I good vibes great yeah, vibes. Good vibes
1: where can everyone find you
0: um instagram twitter at Adi Adesi, and um i got a website actually you okay um. with the website. yeah you know trying to be a big woman um <laughs> adesi.co.uk okay yeah, that's lovely
1: lovely and you can also find the navigate series well, at <laughs> youtube.com forward slash via desi <laughs> okay
0: and then navigate will be there or just type in navigate series it will come up it will hashtag seo <laughs> <laughs> so yeah
1: amazing okay bye guys i hope you enjoyed the episode let us know what you think and also don't forget to follow the ceo table on instagram at the ceo table and myself at chris Milan. Milan.